Hi guys, it's Olivia and welcome or welcome back to the safe space of Heavenly Feminine. This is such a special episode for me as I've been following today's guest for quite some time and her name is Liz Clare. She has helped me and so many others learn to love themselves including their acne and acne scars and she's here today to share just how important your gut health is not only for your skin but for your whole well-being. You can find her on Instagram at prettyprogress23, which I will also have linked in the show notes. I want to also flag a disclaimer, particularly for my misophones, that there's a slight bit of background noise in this episode, but I have tried my hardest to minimise it as much as possible. Without any more further delay, here is Liz's story. Alright, I believe it's recording. Awesome! Amazing. Well, thank you so much for having me, Olivia. I'm really excited to share my story and chat about my acne journey from start to to now, from the beginning to very to now. And um, yeah, it's been four years on Instagram. So for those who don't know me, I am Elizabeth. I go by Liz, um, and I'm on Pretty Progress 23. So that's my Instagram handle. I pretty much started my Instagram because it was like an online diary for me. Mm. So um, it was just for me to break the social standards of what beauty is. And I think, cause I started getting acne when I was a teenager. Yeah. And I I think it was when I was 12 and I had pimples in between my brows and a bit, some, some of my nose. And I felt like I was comparing myself to all the other friends in my school and no one had pimples at, at that time. I don't know, I don't know why I was the only one. Um, and I kind of freaked out, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to grow out of this. It'll be fine. And then uh, it started getting worse and worse. So I went to the doctors and the first thing that they wanted to do was put me on antibiotics. Mm. And at that time I did not know any better, Olivia. Like I was like, just give me anything. I just want to get rid of my acne. And I think I was around 13, 14. I can't even remember, but it was a very young age. And after two weeks of being on, I think it was doxycycline or minocycline, one or one or the one or yeah, 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 it was one of those. They're very common. Mm. Yeah, I two weeks later my skin cleared and I was over the moon. And then a couple of months later, it just it came rushing back like full force. Mm. And I was just on this journey of constantly being prescribed different medications and birth control pills. And then it came to a point where I was like, actually, I don't think this is helping. And I started looking inwards. And once I started looking inwards, I was fixing my diet, focusing on my stress levels, focusing on um, you know, supplements and just lifestyle changes in general. Mm. And because this affected so much of my life, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna document this and share this and see if anybody resonates. And lo and behold, so many people were suffering and there was just not enough media representation. So that's where it all started. Um, and I'm here now working with a couple of different brands, um, sharing the same thing about my life. And it's been, I'm so passionate about it. I can talk about it until my tongue <laughs> falls off. Like it's, yeah, it's really, really great. Um, and so I do a little bit of that on Instagram. I am a teacher on the side. So I go into high schools and do a little bit of self-love workshops, 
here and there. Oh, that's lovely. It's really, really nice. I'm trying to get into it more, um, but due to the whole COVID thing, I couldn't do that for a while, but um, yeah. definitely want to get back into that. Um, and yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I hope I didn't ramble on too much. <laughs> no, that's amazing. And as you were talking, it really resonated with me because I had a similar experience where I was around 12 years old, 11 years old when I started developing, I got acne. And I remember specifically like growing up and I also during high school and the middle school era, I didn't have people who had acne around me. And then I'd be in the girl's bathroom and they might get one pimple on their cheek and then go, oh my God, you know, like, like, and I would be angry back then. I was like, how dare you? Um, freak out of a one pimple when I'm standing right next to you and you can clearly see but over my journey I've been able to find in my heart like that anger was just because yeah I felt isolated but really like I think that's also something so um, important to spread the message that people who do only get that one or two pimples and they'll be upset and for us to have to look at them through love as well and be like yeah I'm actually there I don't know, mm. but so that was a big thing, but No, I, I totally agree with you. I felt like I used to be so angry at people who were angry about their own skin when it was nothing compared to mine. Exactly. But everybody is on their own journey and it's like comparison really destroys us and it's now in hindsight I realise it was actually because of my own inner hatred for myself. Or like mm. I wasn't comfortable with my own skin and once I was at that point it didn't matter if they had one pimple or heaps of pimples anymore because outward appearance didn't mean anything. Like it was just, it's because of society, it's because of how we were brought up and it's no one's fault really. Exactly. And I think when it really hit me was when I started to, I've had a bit of ups and downs where my skin really cleared up like two years ago and then I started getting acne again. And when I did have that clear skin or healing skin and I started getting that one or two, I was now that person in the bathroom in my high school freaking out over that one. And I was like, wow, like that's when it really made me realize. And I love what you said, like that comparison is what destroys us. And that's what I love about your platform. And for me, uh, as a younger woman, discovering platforms like that was able to make me realize that I wasn't alone and that it is a universal experience and that it's coming together and talking about it which really helps it really does once we start talking about it more um it just becomes normalized and we feel more comfortable we feel like there's a whole community out there so it's really great like I'm glad um there's such the community is growing It's, Mm. it's lovely it yeah. is people who are used to maybe be afraid because it was a thing people were afraid to talk about it if they were yeah. seen in media um with clear skin perfect they were afraid because i knew people i remember i was in year 12 on a year 12 retreat with my school and there's these girls that i used to idolize and i was like they look perfect i wish i was like them a lot of um self-confidence issues within myself Mm. but then I overheard them talk about how they would photoshop themselves for their Instagram and Mm. I was so confused because I actively wanted to not use filters and not photoshop or edit because I knew that I was already in such a fragile state that that would destroy the relationship I have with myself but I thought it was 
wild. So again, this was about my self growth and realizing how people view people from different lenses because I, I saw these yeah. girls and I was like, you're perfect. What do you mean you're editing yourself or media? I was, it blew me away. And now I'm like, how many girls out there are doing that? I know. And I struggled with the whole Photoshopping, editing filters when I was young in high school. So I'm 26 now, but when I was in high school, I was 16, 17, I always used to edit my images. And then it came to a point where I was like, I am living such an inauthentic life. Like, this is so untrue to who I am. Yeah. And it, it just, I had to get myself out of that. And once I did, it was the most liberating experience ever to just mm-hmm. show up as you are. But you don't have to pretend anymore. You, you just, you're just you and people appreciate you and people can see you if you're authentic or not. They can feel it. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to ask you, when did you start particularly learning about gut health because I know that's one of the unique things with your acne journey is that you really discovered beauties with the gut health so could you talk about that a little definitely so after taking rounds and rounds of antibiotics and just like and my my skin didn't clear so it would clear Mm. for a little bit and then I'll take antibiotics and then a couple of months later it'll come back yeah. And along with this, like these flare-ups of acne, I would have digestive issues and I didn't understand why. I was like, okay, I, okay, this is going to get up close and, and, and visceral <laughs> and graphic maybe guys, but you can't talk about gut health without talking about your bowel movements. Mm-hmm. So I was constipated. I had diarrhea. It was like back and forth. Um, I had stomach aches. I started developing food sensitivities to foods that I've like I was fine with back then. Mm. Um, I had a lot of flatulence, like I was fighting excessively. And guys, like these are all symptoms. Um, tell, it's pretty much your body's way of saying, hey, I need help. Like something is going wrong with my digestive tract. Something's going wrong mm. with your gut health. It's because antibiotics, it destroys the bad bacteria. Great, like it gets rid of your acne, but it also destroys the good bacteria. So they can't decipher what's good and what's bad. And once mm. it's like a nuclear nuclear blast to your gut, and um, your body will like will, will, your body will believe that there's not enough bacteria, good or bad, and they start overgrowing that yeast, and that's why you get all these food sensitivities and all these symptoms. Um, and so once I pretty much had severe IBS, so irritable bowel syndrome, I finally connected the dots. Like this antibiotics is not helping me. My skin's not clearing. I'm just going through series of um side effects and i was also prescribed birth control pills now i'm recently off birth control pills and that also contributed to worsening my gut health and a a whole generation of women have been on birth control pills and now they're suffering from so many side effects they're constantly being dismissed and yes i understand that antibiotics and birth control pills definitely have a place in the health industry definitely have a place in a woman's journey but it shouldn't be the only option because I feel like a lot of young girls and women are just pressured into believing that this is the only option to heal their, you know, period pain or their PCOS or their acne. But really, no, there's definitely many, many different options. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah. each to their own. But if it doesn't work for you, then you need to also look deep down and look inwards. Like, what is your body trying to tell you? And so I think it's just after experiencing like a series of side effects. I connected the dots and I realized, okay, I need to start looking at healing 
the internal imbalances. I need to start focusing on my hormones. I need to start focusing on everything else because holistic methods will always give a long-term result mm. rather than these quick fixes. Like quick fixes don't last. And I think a lot of people know that. And I understand that sometimes in desperate situations, you give in and you succumb. And I totally understand that. But that's why you need to have a little bit of like willpower and discipline and really ask yourself like, okay, is this going to be worth it? Like the long haul? Yes, it is going to be worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's how I got into gut health because I suffered for a very long time. And yeah. yeah, that's insane. Like just hearing that, I was like, hold on. Because I also, I was like 13 or 14 mm. and my my cystic acne was just flaring. So mm. when I went to the doctor finally with my mom, they said they couldn't prescribe me Roaccutane or anything like that because of my mental health issues and yeah. mental health um, uh, issues in the family. So they also put me on birth control at the ripe age of like 14, was oh, not wow. sexually active or anything, but yeah, yeah. And I know so many women, I've heard of these stories as well, that this is a common thing. Mm. And I was on it for, I think four years straight and I'm 19 now. And last year I was, just looking into it and I realized I was like I never got to make an informed choice knowing what I was signing up for what it was doing to my body so I decided to just stop it and everyone around me freaked out my mom freaked out she's like your acne's gonna come back the doctors were like now I'm in a a relationship I'm sexually active they're they're worried about Mm. what could happen and and I had all this thing I'm like wait I just want to let my body heal because I know my acne will come back because I've had artificial hormones taking over Mm -hmm. I was like what if one day when I'm 25 26 I don't know 30 and I want to come off the pill and then all of my 13 year old hormones kick in and try and catch up yeah exactly it's wild I feel like it's so it makes me angry that some doctors just like it's just kind of it's quite irresponsible to not really inform their patients of you know what could happen or they downplay their the risk and they say it's rare but it's so common so a lot yeah. of them find themselves being gaslit you know and it's and it's really heartbreaking um and again i know i need to preface and say like birth control pills can be amazing for some people for other people and for other people it's not and i think it's really important to know both the pros and cons and to be taking it at such a young age it's a that's that's scary because you know we're still yeah. growing at you know 14 years old um up into 21 and i've heard so many stories where women get off the pill at 25 26 after years of being on the pill mm. and their body is just in complete shock yeah well that's yeah. it because i started to realize like once i got off the pill i did a lot of research and people were like you know just look at what's normal is your body going back to normal but at that point i was like I don't even know what my normal body's response to things are because ever since I can really remember with my menstrual cycles or just with general, like the gut health, the mental health, all of that, I'm like, I don't actually know what my real body's like reaction is. And that scared me. It made me really sad. And then, um, yeah, so then just discovering this community and going into the, the, the TMI when you just talked about having that period of time where you couldn't even stop farting everywhere 
I literally had that maybe yeah. six months after I got off the pill. And I remember everyone around me was like, Olivia, can you stop? You can hold this in. And I was like, I cannot. I don't know what's you happening. Can't. And it went for like a month straight. So yeah. now I know, I'm like, yeah. oh my God, that was my, 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 my bowels and my, my gut screaming yes. for attention. Literally, <laughs> it really is. And when it's foul smelling, it's like your body is, there's a buildup of all these toxins mm. and it's just, it needs help. And even now that, you know, it, when I was off the pill, I wanted my body to find its equilibrium equilibrium again, but it it took a while. Like even mm. being off it, it takes a while. You have to support it the right way. Some women take a couple of months to bounce back. Some women take a couple of years to bounce back. Um, it depends what protocols you take according to your body's needs. But um, mm. yeah, it's a big journey. It's a long journey, but a worthwhile yeah. one. Yeah. And can I ask what equilibrium is? Equilibrium. So Equil- equilibrium is just like your body's way of finding balance. So um, yeah, it's pretty much just sometimes, for example, when you take antibiotics, you're, there's an overgrowth of bacteria. So once mm. you off it, you need to you know support your gut, prebiotics, probiotics, making ha- making sure you have enough fiber. Um, and all the things that you do for your gut will allow your body to find its balance again. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Well, that's all so comforting to know that I'm like, wow, it's actually a thing. Mm. <laughs> and if you could challenge like our listeners to a couple things to do to really work on becoming in tune with our gut health or working on bettering our gut health, what would you yeah. say? I The first thing I would say is make sure you have the patience like Mm. this is not an overnight thing um i find that a lot of people like reach out for probiotic supplements and they're like yep i've done enough and that's not enough supplements are called supplements for a reason they're an additional thing that you add on to um like your lifestyle changes so you have to have patience and discipline in order like you have to come into this journey with the right mindset and there will definitely be setbacks where mm. sometimes you might overindulge but it's going to be okay as long as you start again the next day the next hour as long as you get back on your two feet mm. so that's definitely my recommendation because i feel like when i did when i started healing my gut it was like oh i just had like a candy or i just had ice cream and i've and then i'll binge eat so I'll give up yeah. very, very easily. So just be wary of that. Um, the second one would be monitor your symptoms. So as like, I feel like we go through these symptoms, but we don't really understand um, what they indicate or mm. like we, or we don't really pay attention to it. So I had, um, you know, for example, I would look at my tongue. If it's coated, it means it's an overgrowth of bacteria. Um, smelly breath is also like oral hygiene is linked to everything in your digestive system mm. your breath smells it's to do with your digestive system it's not breaking down the foods if there's an overload of bacteria wow. um, are you going to the toilet regularly enough so you should be passing like stool once a day mm. one to two times a day um, how smooth is it how comfortable you are you when you're going to the bathroom um, do you have for example, um, enough energy throughout the day. Because I used to get brain fog. I used to be really exhausted. And I didn't understand why. Mm-hmm. And my body would crave for sugar. So it, your gut, when it's imbalanced, it will tell you that, you know, it will manipulate you into thinking you need sugar, but it's just feeding the yeast overgrowth. So 
the second one is monitor your symptoms. Mm. Um, you have to recognize what's going on in your body. So different symptoms can indicate different things. Um, the third one is, uh, it's a little bit, it's expensive, but try to work with a health professional. So not your general practitioner, go to an integrative doctor, go to a holistic doctor, go to a naturopath, a, a herbalist, and not all doctors are the same. So you have, you might have to get a second opinion. You might have to kind of suss it out because some doctors genuinely care, some doctors just don't. And that's mm. the sad reality of it. So once you go and work with a health professional, they will recommend you to get a, they'll recommend you to get testing. So like a GI map test. So when I say GI map test, this is like a stool test. Mm. It tells you um, what bacteria overgrowth, what pathogens you have, whether you have low digestive enzymes, it's a very comprehensive test or you can get a Dutch hormone test so it tells you whether your hormones are imbalanced etc because sometimes it's hard to go on go into this journey and kind of like trial and error on your own sometimes you need help so I challenge like my listeners whoever's listening on here to really go out there and get professional help if you feel like you can't do it on your own and it's completely Mm. fine it's completely normal to ask for help um those are my main ones and also look at your lifestyle like are you sleeping properly mm. like what in your life is triggering that inflammation and often it's the stress factors because um many years ago i was working three jobs and yeah. i was just like hustling i was a teacher i was doing instagram i was helping um my so i was working at a public school for the government And I was also working at a private tutoring center for my family. And I was also doing a side thing on my Instagram. And I was just like, I couldn't, I wasn't sleeping. I was working all the time. And that was when my body was flaring up. My skin had cystic acne. And it's like, you need to figure out what's worth in your life. Prioritize to ensure that your body is resting when it needs to rest. Um, At night, your skin repairs its best. So think about sleep I feel like sleep is so underrated Mm. um people just think oh yeah we should live a you know super productive lifestyle we can hustle and bustle and yeah that's great but at the same time health is also really important all these things won't matter once you're sick like yeah yeah so focusing on sleep and stress factors those pretty much are my main tips there's just so much to I don't want to overwhelm the listeners right now but um, I've got a lot more when it comes to gut health tips and you guys can definitely check out my Instagram, but mm. I'll go from there. So having the patience, the discipline, making sure that we get professional help, making mm. sure we monitor our symptoms and also focusing on our sleep. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I really think that all of those are such, well, they are, they're such healthy little things and it's not even like, it's not even just for that gut health to help with acne that just helps with everything Everything. i feel like if you if you just pay attention to your body you actively look at your symptoms and stuff i feel like that in a way it even makes your mental health that wee bit better because you're looking after yourself that's a form of self-care and a form of self-love and it's so important like i think with sleep nowadays i do definitely i see a thing especially amongst young people 
where sleep is now like a competition. You know, you go to school, you go, ugh, I'm tired. I didn't have a good sleep last night. And someone's like, you didn't have a good sleep? I know. I slept four, eight, four hours. And it's just like, why is it a competition it's, now? Yeah, it's not something we should glamorize, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think those are all definitely like big things. So I, I love all that and I really want to challenge myself. I think one of the hardest things is in my household, I was brought up in a way where I think just with the financial situation of my family, they would always say, you know, oh, you want to, you need some help going to the gym or something. Just watch YouTube videos, which are amazing. There are such good fitness YouTubers out there. But Mm. for someone like me, I realized growing up that I'm not the best with that discipline, with um, Mm. staying consistent and consistency really is key. And to stay on top of gut health and stuff as well and having to really track the symptoms and like you said being able to bounce back if you binge eat one day being able to Mm -hmm. bounce back and not give up so I think it's healthy as well to realize if you're that type of person who needs that help and like you said that's okay um I think that was a big thing for me because of the environment I was raised in I never realized it was okay to spend that little bit of money on myself and reach out for help so yeah I love all that I love that Oh, and yeah. like on the topic of like discipline, it like all these tips and tricks that you learn, it can seem pretty overwhelming at first, mm. but if you just keep at it and you keep doing it, it becomes a part of your identity and it no longer seems like, you know, a whole list of things to do. It just mm. comes naturally after, you know, over time. Um, Cause I struggled with this for many, many years. And after just doing it constantly over and over again, it becomes just part of you and it's like second nature. Yeah, I love that use that identity. It reminds me um, of a book, Atomic Habits by James yes, Clear. Yes, and amazing. he was all about that habits form with your identity. Yes, and so, so it's not, yeah, I, I highly recommend that book for those who are listening. Um, it really motivates you and it tells you like when you are setting a new routine or new habit, you don't focus on what you want to achieve, like in terms of the results or the outcome. It's more, who do you want to be after you incorporate this routine? It's yeah. like, what, what is your identity? Like, what type of person do you want to be? Are you the type of person who wants to exercise? Or it's not so much like, for example, let's, for example, for exercising, it's not so much, oh, I want to be skinny. I want to look good, like afterwards. It's like, I want to be the person who is active. I want to be the person who is outdoorsy you know like you're changing you're you're focusing on your identity instead of the fleeting results because if you focus on the results after you get the results you're more likely to go back to your um to your old self because you're not changing anything yeah yeah exactly so yeah that's and it I love it. That little seed of knowledge is so empowering. And like you said, it's liberating too. Well, going on to acne, I want to talk about with mental health and well-being because there is a common but toxic association of self-value with acne. And I was wondering, how are you with this? Is this something you experienced? Are you overcoming? Have you overcome it? What's your story on it? So yeah, acne is a really like debilitating experience for a lot of us because, you know, when we grow up, we look at magazines and we look at, you know, the internet, people around us and clear skin is idolized. It's, you know, clear skin 
um, even easy in advertisements, like it's what you want to have. And we're constantly yeah. comparing ourselves. So when I started, when I struggled with cystic acne and it was inflamed, red sacks of pimples across my face, and I looked in the mirror, I just felt so, so ugly. And yeah, and I would call myself names and I would criticize myself. And didn't, I was pretty much, I pretty much locked myself inside my room. Like I didn't even want to walk outside to see my parents because my parents are, are brutal. So yeah. I, I come from an Asian household and they just don't hold back. They would be like, you know, what happened to your face? They would blame it on me. My mom would call me ugly. Um, it was really, really traumatizing. And so all these comments would get to me and it would be amplified by my own like toxic thoughts. Yeah. So there was a lot of times where I just shut myself from the world. And yeah, I was I was really sad and, and depressed for a long time. Mm. And I lost a lot of friends because I didn't put myself out there. I missed out on a lot of social events and opportunities. I feel like growing up, I was always a bubbly child, but this like really impacted my confidence. And I think um, I just cried so much that I didn't have any more tears to cry at one point. And I just, it just hit me one day and I said, what the, what, what the hell am I doing? Like, why am I letting my skin impact me? Like life is not about how I look. It's about the connections I make. It's about the memories I create with people who love me for who I am, not for how I look. At the yeah. end of the day, people who judge me for my skin are superficial. And why would I want that type of energy in my life, you know? Um, it's so we kind of just, I think I just came to a point where I, just, I was sick of crying and I was sick of being in my room. So that's when I started my Instagram. It was the first right. step. Yeah, it was, I just like, I mean, I, I was scrolling on online and I, and I was looking at my personal page and I was like, wow, I've been, I've been editing my images. I've been living such an inauthentic life and I was crying. Um, and when I created my new account, mm. it was kind of the first step in rebelling against social standards, the first step in challenging myself to, to reveal who I am as a person. And it was so difficult at first. And um, I think none of my friends knew about this Instagram account. It was just for strangers. Yeah. And eventually it got to a point where I was like, wait a minute, there is this amazing community. Um, and I just felt it was, it was still challenging at first. I still felt pretty nervous when I heard that my friends saw my account. Yeah. But those little challenges allowed me to build resilience and it allowed me to build thicker skin. And the more I showed up with my bare skin, the more normal I felt and more comfortable yeah. I felt. Because when you, cause I used to wear makeup all the time. I would, yeah. I would pack on loads, layers, layers of makeup. And I pretty much trained my, my mind to, to um, get used to my skin with makeup. And then eventually when I started wearing less makeup, I was unlearning these things. And I was like, hey, wait a minute, I don't look that bad. Like I look fine with red spots here and there. And so it was just like, I was normalizing it for myself with these baby steps. So, you know, showing up on Instagram, uh, talking to my friends about my acne journey, all of that really, really helped me. And yeah, 
and it's with time really time allows you to heal time allows you to build confidence and um i was able to be a little bit more um in tune with myself and yeah i think it's through these baby steps that helps me with my mental health and i had to say loud affirmations because your brain doesn't hear it yeah so you, you literally have to verbalize it out loud and say i am so much more than my skin i um you know it's about my smile it's about my energy that i bring onto the table it's about the conversations that we have it's nothing to do with my skin and if it does yeah. like it's just nothing we should it's very insignificant um mm. so for those who are struggling with their skin like it's definitely a big big long journey but take baby steps give yourself time and trust me you'll get there like surround yourself yeah. with the right people and those who like put you down just cut them out of your life like they're not worth it exactly and the people who make comments about your skin it's just projection it's just their insecurity yeah. so it's something that um yeah like people need to recognize that it's nothing to do with you it's just their own um struggle with themselves exactly and like that's like what i said at the start when i would project anger because i'm seeing someone who like you said like i felt like they were they had nothing compared to the mm -hmm. struggle that i had with my skin but yeah. i realized that was all just because of my insecurity with my skin mm -hmm. and i think it's so interesting um with parents who talk like that to their kids because I had that with my dad. My mom was a bit more supportive because she deals with people who mm -hmm. have acne and yeah. she just has that motherly nature about her. But my dad, he did the exact same thing. He'd grab my chin and he'd look at me. He's like, what are you doing to your face? Why, why mm. is it this happening? Like, you don't look good. You need to wear makeup, you know, or I'd go for a job interview where like when I'm a bit older and I wouldn't put foundation on and he'd go, you're leaving the house without makeup. Mm. and things like that so I experienced things like that too where not only did I have this um, key figure in my life saying things like this but I also had my internal voice so I'm really yeah. it's this and I know of so many people around me who now that I'm building up this community around me um, hearing that a lot of people actually have their parents who say things yeah, to them as and well it's really sad it's so yeah. heartbreaking because yeah your parents are like role key figures typically people's parents are key figures in their life mm -hmm. and it is and oh, and it feels so like um yeah it, just, it feels isolating and I'm just hoping with the next generation of parents that are coming that we can learn that when we have kids how to handle it and better it because yeah it's it's terrible that this is so common yeah and I found that um, I shouldn't have bottled up my emotions when they did criticize me because as I grew yeah. older, I had to confront them. I was like, your nasty comments are impacting me and it's really impacting my mental health. So um, after having an open dialogue with them, they didn't realize that. They were like, okay, sorry. Like they, they, okay, my Asian parents did not apologize, but they <laughs> were more aware of what they were saying yeah so i think just having an open dialogue and really like confronting them with it because they sometimes they just they they just don't know or 100 they don't realize how much it's impacting you yeah 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 again i had the same thing with my dad i finally one day just sat him down and i was like mm -hmm. you know 
all of this that you've done and this is the way it's impacted me and this is how I need you to try and move forward with me about it and there's been times you know where he might slip up here or there um and I'll just have to really talk to him again call him out for it and I think that really does come with time and maturity because yeah all my life like like I said I am only 19 but growing up I was really kind of submissive I would just let people say things about me and I'd just accept Mm. it and then that would kind of feed into the voice in my head and only in the past year or so I've really been trying to have my own backbone and talk back and just and like in a voice of love just be like hey this isn't serving me we need Mm. to see a change so Yeah. yeah that's really powerful that's beautiful I'm glad that you've built you know this self-love within you and Mm. it's always going to grow it's 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 never going to stop as long as you you know keep trying yeah exactly so to everyone listening like if you're in that place where you're like you're not feeling like you have that strength to talk yet and make that open dialogue or you just haven't taken that step like it will come Mm. like it it definitely comes you just yeah yeah stick it out and it beautiful well the last thing I really wanted to touch on was kind of muddled into in public as well having people who point out acne I'm sure you must have experienced it but I had a lot of people like kids it's kind of okay like you know like I would do Mm -hmm. um, volunteering at a preschool and I'd have kids just point out my acne and stuff and but then it started happening in a professional environment I was a corporate receptionist and one day I just didn't wear makeup and I had I had all these people you know they're like 40 year old males I didn't have any females that day pointed out and Mm. they just looked and they go oh my god what's what's wrong with your face and things and that day as well so this was only maybe six months ago or four months ago and I still didn't respond I just went haha and left it so I want to know do you have any advice yes so when I started out getting acne I would not know what to say I would actually die a little on the inside to be honest I would want I would want to cry I would I felt ashamed I felt disgusting um and it just made me feel horrible but over time you Mm. you you build thick skin and yeah so I am a teacher I used to work at public schools and even I still teach here and there and a lot of young kids would be like miss why do you have holes in your face miss why do you have so many spots in your face and I remember this kid one time he um because I have acne scarring and my acne scarring is on my right cheek and it's like very indented too it's called yeah. box scarring and ice pick scarring. And he was like, what's that on your face, miss? And I was like, you know what? It's it's better to educate them yeah. than just completely ignore it. So, and once you openly talk about it, it also normalizes the situation and it doesn't make you feel ashamed or, or, or different or anything. So I was just yeah. like, you know, um, it's pretty much I used to have pimples and when they scar sometimes um, it leaves an indent into my skin so this is what it looks like and it goes oh okay um, it's like inverted pimples <laughs> and I died laughing and I was like yeah that, I guess so inverted pimples um, so yeah now he knows what they are and if he does ever come across somebody who does have scars like me he'll know what they are yeah. so it's like it, you, you just talk about it openly and I had a lot of like 
relatives, like um, aunties and uncles who would make comments and give me unsolicited advice about my skin, like you should try this, you should do this. And, and I'm just like, I know what I'm doing. It's fine. Thank you. Um, yeah. And they don't really expect you to respond back in that way. So once mm. you do talk to them, it, they just shut it down because they don't know what else to say. It's kind yeah. of like, oh, I know what I'm doing or I'm working with a naturopath. I am working with, you know, my skin has improved so much. Thanks for your um, advice, but no thanks. Yeah. And I think you have to protect your own energy. Like you don't have to be, like you don't have to be polite out of, they're giving you a backhanded compliment, like not even backhanded compliment, but like an insult. Yeah. Like you have to stand up for yourself because they think you wouldn't, but you should, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it depends. For some people, they find that they feel better when they ignore this situation. Mm. For, for me personally, I like to to have an open dialogue. Yeah. Once I talk about it, it allows me to um, allows them to also. So they don't. Some people don't want to insult you. They just they don't know what the situation is. They don't know what yeah. severe cystic acne is sometimes, and so they actually want to talk about it. Um, and sometimes that's not the case and then you know and so you don't waste your time talking to them so I just prefer chatting (laughs) Mm, yeah because I was definitely on that side of not even like ignoring but I would just kind of ha 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 laugh it off yeah Yeah. and then because it wasn't ignored because then it like you said a little bit of me inside would die but especially with that time with that man um, when I was receptionist, I had someone with me and that was the first time I actually had someone there who heard someone say something about my Mm. skin. Cause then she, she was my manager. She ended up saying, hey, that's not something you say to someone. Yeah, You you don't don't just say that to someone. And eventually he got all flustered and he goes, oh, I don't know, I thought was it Sydney's pollution or or something? And I'm like, surely, again, you're a grown man. You know Mm. what this is like. And it was weird because just like a couple days prior, he he spoke to me and was saying like, you're such a bundle of sunshine. Every time you come in here, you make everyone's day get better. Like, Mm. you know, like you're such a nice friendly receptionist whatever I'm like oh thanks that means a lot and then all of a sudden he goes <laughs> he sees my know, natural self yeah oh, so I think that was the big change when I realized I need to do something other than laugh it off because it was now happening with adults not just children yeah and that's where I was I'm like do I need to educate an adult on it but yeah they maybe do. there are people who don't know yeah they really do need to be educated and also look a lot of people are ignorant and Mm. you know some people thought my cystic acne was some sort of like an infectious disease or they were scared about it yeah like i've had comments or people would think like i was um like they would blame me for not eating right or doing all these things and and it's really upsetting but you just have to talk about it and Mm. you really want to be sassy (laughs) you could say like did you really think that in your mind and say it out loud? Like you thought that was appropriate to say, you know, like it's not, yeah. it's, it's really not. You just have to really stand your ground mm. and, and um, educate them because some yeah. people are just ignorant or nasty. Yeah. And I feel like in a way, a good way to think about it is that like, if you stand up to them, if you kind of catch them out, ask them if that was the right thing, you might be potentially saving another person who exactly. suffers with acne from experiencing that too. Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. 
Yeah, well, that kind of rolls into, I was going to mention with this lack of education around acne, mm. but also with the gut health, because I know you are a teacher. Do you think that there's an adequate or even present education around this in the school systems or what do you think Definitely we can go not. around? So that's, I think that's a part of the reason why I used to hold those self-love workshops mm. um, because I mean, you get six hours at school and there's so many different subjects. I know that might not be enough time, but it's very necessary because someone's confidence is the way is is a way people carry themselves. And it's like the, the, the cornerstone of someone's identity, their self-love. Um, so it definitely needs to be spoken about more. Um, no one really talks enough about gut health. Yeah. Or just keeping a healthy lifestyle and having that balance. There's a lot of gaps in the education system. Yeah, there's just yeah. a lot. And I hope there are more workshops. There's more time dedicated towards it. Yeah. Towards that, yeah. Well, the very last question for today is if you could pass on anything, advice, knowledge, or a mantra to a young girl that you've taken on board while you were growing up as a woman, Mm. what would it be well it's a little bit corny but i always say this quote it's my one of my favorite quotes it's um those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind yes i've so definitely heard that bit, before yeah it's a bit of a tongue tie but basically it's just saying people who are judgmental or they make you feel uncomfortable they judge you for your skin they are so superficial that you shouldn't have that type of energy in your life I think you have to look at the bigger picture as well. Like when you grow up and you look back, you're not gonna think about, oh, I had clear skin then. You're gonna think about, oh, I made such an amazing memory with this person. I, you know, I had an awesome conversation about what I'm passionate about. Um, And yeah, like I really, you really gotta think about things that fulfill your life. And you can't let your skin stop you from from doing these things Um, because at the end of the day it really does not matter people because if it does matter it's the people that shouldn't be in your life anyway because it can yeah and um also take baby steps everybody is on a different timeline on a different path some people might take longer than other people um but just take these little steps according to your own needs and eventually you'll get there. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. And I think it's so important, those baby steps. Yeah. It's okay to take baby steps. You don't need to need to take leaps and bounds. Yeah, exactly. Baby steps are the way to go. A hundred percent. Things can't happen overnight. Yeah. Um, take this time. And I think you have to believe in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much for having me, Olivia. This this chat was really lovely. I am so happy to be sharing my story and I hope more and more people, you know, feel comfortable in their skin. I hope their self-love continues to thrive. Um, and I'm rooting for them, you know, like I yes. totally understand what people are going through, but we're in this together. There's a whole community out there who are going to be supportive uh, and you're, no one's alone in this journey. Yeah, exactly. And you can definitely check Liz out <laughs> and her community. Uh, I'd love to have them there. 
Yes. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'll be following you as well. Looking more, I'm going to use you as my mentor from afar <laughs> of my gut health. <laughs> and keep. I want to put in those, um, those tips that you gave me as well. I'm going to start on it. Amazing. Yeah. And you have such a lovely energy, Olivia. So it was great chatting with you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for where this podcast is going to take you, and I'm really excited to see what else is what else is in in store for you. So yeah, thank you so much.